and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B. And best of all, it's free. Don't forget, your carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though. So check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958. And Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. Good evening and welcome everybody to Nightlight. Step away from that mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey that we all call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can never guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns and everything in between, hopefully. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. On top of having a a special guest on tonight, uh, we are welcoming uh, a new producer. Uh, Deb Schiller has decided to stretch her wings and and step up and and join us in in, uh, a a more grown-up world. And uh, I am so grateful that she is here. You'll hear her from time to time as I stumble, stutter, or ask her a question. She's an amazing lady, and I am so appreciative that she has decided to take this on along with all of the other commitments that she has in life. Now, tonight, we have a really special lady on. We have Michelle Avanti with us, and she is an extraordinary astrologer. We, We had We made an effort at getting her on a while back and had some technical difficulties, so she was so gracious that she she rescheduled with me. And she's a published certified planetary systems analyst, consulting metaphysician, and an ordained minister. And since 1972, she's taught and consulted in many areas of metaphysics. Um, She has lectured and given more than 15,000 live consultations on radio and television and at seminars and workshops across America. Her columns have appeared in newspapers and magazines since 1985, and she is past president of the Las Vegas chapter of NCGR, an International Society of Geocosmic Researchers, and she's co-founder of the Astrology Group of Reno. Currently, she is president of Northern California Publishers and Authors. Um, 
she is amazing. She is talented. She is gifted. <laughs> and she has graciously decided to join us tonight. Michelle, welcome to the show. Did we lose her already, Deb? I had hoped not. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be the astrologer for the evening. Um, Michelle, you may be, you may have your mute on. So if you want to take the mute off the microphone, we'd love to talk to you. Um, okay. Um, um, let's see here. It's plugged in. I thought everything was working. Okay. You're there. I just welcomed you to the show and you didn't say anything. So I figured, uh oh. <laughs> okay. I don't know why it wasn't working, but I did say something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just love technology. <laughs> Mercury is also retrograde tonight, right? Yeah, it's stationed this morning at 2.55 a.m. on the West Coast, so a little bit uh, earlier than that on the East Coast. Oh but God. today is a stationing day, and uh, it does some little wacky things to communication as we go. So Okay, now you, you've just used a term that I, I'm not familiar with because, I mean, I've heard – you know, Mercury, you know, Mercury going retrograde. I get that. A moon is void, of course. Um, I, I understand that's kind of. But what does stationing mean? Does it mean that it goes direct as of that time? Um, when a planet, first I'll, I'll just explain this to the audience because people may think that a planet actually does go backwards. <laughs> a retrograde is going backwards, but it never does. None of the planets go backwards. What happens is because of the way our planet is, uh, how the Earth is in its particular orbit, and uh, the orbits of Mercury, as well as other planets, there are periods of time, three times every year, where it seems like our planet has gone in front of Mercury. It's it's zoomed past Mercury. And during those periods, at the point in time where they're kind of like neck and neck, that's the day that we call stationing. It's the day that has the greatest effect. It's uh, most potent on that day. Then uh, as we move forward, we're... We're going past Mercury. That makes Mercury appear to be going backwards. So we call that period of time Mercury retrograde. As we come around that orbit, what ends up happening is Mercury does catch back up and it takes off. So uh, during that period, when uh, it first starts, uh, we have that day where we're neck and neck. And then when Mercury catches back up, we have another day where it's neck and neck and we say it's stationing direct. Today, it's stationed retrograde. Uh, in January, it will station direct. When in January, can we look forward to all this electronic stuff behaving Coming again? to an end. Yeah. <laughs> January the 8th, it will station direct. So, I am writing this down. I had a screw up today with my bank that was unbelievable. Um. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, well, Mercury went retrograde in uh, Capricorn, I mean, in uh, Virgo today. So, what ends up happening as a result of that, uh, those are. You know, Mercury rules Virgo. So when it goes retrograde in its own sign, we end up with problems that may involve anything that has to do with major details in our life. And uh, certainly <laughs> uh, banks are details as well as uh, Virgo rules our health. It also rules small animals and it also rules uh 
the military and service. So there's so many areas. And of course, Mercury rules the way we travel and the way we communicate. So this is why I usually tell my clients before Mercury retrograde, make sure you've gotten your oil changed, make sure, you know, your car is running well and your phone system is working well and your computers are doing well. Mm. Because um, during those periods of time, those things are most likely to have mishaps. Yeah, well, my bank told me I was overdrawn by $70,000. Oh, my God. And um, (laughs) that would give a person a heart attack. Yeah, I mean, I was overdrawn, but not by seventy thousand or even seven thousand. But you know, we when we got the decimal point right, it it was it was still alarming, but it wasn't that bad. It was <laughs> it was a it was a glitch that checks had crossed, and you know, the whole thing was, I I really wasn't, but but seventy thousand. I sat here this morning and I thought, I wonder what a heart attack feels like. Is this a heart attack? <laughs> oh goodness sakes. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was one of those things that, you know, you say, I, I literally took my glasses off, I cleaned them off, I put them back on, I stared at the screen, and I said, I'm either going to laugh or cry. And Yeah, um, I, think, I think at that moment, you'd have to say, now, did I take a trip around the world, and I actually don't remember? I just, you know, it was like, I know I went overboard for Christmas, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hmm. it was it was a tad of an upset. It it you know I I did get it straightened out and it it's all fine now. But oh, I mean to, to to wake up in the morning and see that and you know come on it's the computer it can't possibly be wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so it was you know it, it was it, it is has been one of those days and I'm noticing that. A lot of strange energy is going on all over the place. And, and, you know, one of the main reasons um, I wanted to have you on was to talk about, you know, what we have to look forward to. But I wanted to let everybody know that as of February, Michelle will be a regular on the first Monday of every month. And we'll be talking about what to look for that month. And and we'll be doing readings. And that said, we we are going to be doing readings tonight. Um, And the call-in number is 310 Four two one four zero five three. If anybody's interested in getting a little bit of astrology and a little bit of whatever it is I do, um, feel free to call in. But um, you know, as as we are letting people decide whether or not they really want to, you know, try out. I'm finding that that this show is is the people that listen to it are are more of a. I'm going to sit back and listen a little bit before I actually call in, just to make sure they're not total kooks. Um, <laughs> And and happily, they, they, they do call in eventually. So I want to talk, though, um, primarily tonight about 2017 and what's coming up, because um, I do do forecasts for the year. And, and I found that when it came t- this time last year and I had to do the forecast for this year, I was I took a look at it and I said, I'm not sure I even want to type this up. It was it was unsettling and upsetting and a little crazy. And it was it, and, and I have been known as a Pollyanna. I'm not. I'm I'm not um and and I have to say I probably am. I always look for the best and the and you know the the good stuff and the smushy stuff and I couldn't find any. And yeah. you know after living through this this last uh 12 months, um I I understand what it was I was seeing. I kept seeing revolution and I kept seeing upset and I I I kept seeing you know all sorts of strange things happening and I have the same feeling about 2017, not 
not horrific, but but absolutely, um, it's strange. I get that's I, I, it's the best way yeah. I can put it. It's it's totally strange. I keep seeing balls in the air. I keep seeing the potential for. And, and we'll get into it, you know, I, 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 I do see that we are coming into a time where it could be very crazy for us. Um, Noreen, if you'll mute your microphone, uh, we'll get to you in just a minute. Um, so, so it's kind of like when we're, we're looking at what's coming, I'm wondering, is this, are you seeing the year being kind of as strange as I am or... Well, you know, as I before, I, I've certainly looked at this, and uh, and as I was looking at the charts as a group uh, just a little while ago, I realized that you know it's a destiny. It's a time of destiny. It's a time where people in this world, and not just in this country, but in this world, are again being asked, uh, "What are you, what is important? What do you value?" step up and make a choice. So when we are in that kind of time zone of destiny, everything seems like a struggle because people are not really sure, should I stand up? This is a new experience. It's not completely the same way it's always been. Something has changed and we're not absolutely sure how to handle it. So, yeah, I'd say balls in the air is the most appropriate statement. And, of course, astrologically, we've had Uranus and Pluto kind of squaring off and doing this dance on and off for several years. And they're not done playing with each other. (laughs) Uranus is about, and it's in Aries right now, Uranus is about freedom, it's about revolution, it's about breaking free and trying something new and different. And, And in Aries, it's all... You know, it's all on fire. It's like, let's do it. Let's do it now. Let's not sit back. Let's take action. And it's sudden and unexpected. Pluto, on the other hand, is all about transformation. It's about uh, uh, death to the old, birth to the new, uh, drag up the stuff from the basement and let's clean it out. And uh-huh. And it's in Capricorn. And Capricorn is the sign of every structure that we know anything that's been around forever that's what capricorn's about so you're looking at governments you're looking at uh buildings you're looking at religious institutions you're looking at anything that's a type of institution that's been around for a long time so you put them in square to each other uh a square if you can think of a stair step or a corner where you're walking down the street and you come to the corner. You can't see what's on the other side till you go around the corner. So it's challenging. So one part of the world is saying, let's break free of it all. Another part says, but we're established. We want to stay here. And they're coming at each other. And they keep doing this back and forth. And right now, where we stand in time, Jupiter is activating that square uh, at the opposite end of Uranus. So it's making what we call a T-square, which adds even more potence to it. It Jupiter is all about let's make it big, let's make it obvious, let's go beyond where we've ever been, let's expand. And it's in Libra, the sign of relationships. <laughs> so it's saying, and the sign of balance, and it's it's basically saying, 
So uh, let's see, can you balance this if we make it big, if we make it obvious, if we make it public, if we bring it so that no one can absolutely miss it? We're going to put it in your face and we're going to experience the kinds of things that are unbalanced relationships in order for us to dig up all the old so we can make it all new. And uh, that is a struggle and a challenge. And, of course, uh, with Jupiter opposing Uranus, it's also squaring Pluto. And Jupiter square Pluto not only brings uh, what's in the basement to the surface, it puts it on television and and YouTube and everywhere else. So, So... because Jupiter yeah. rules the internet and uh, and relationships brings it right into the social media atmosphere. So, well, <clears throat> in other words, fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. Well, you know, what's really interesting, too, is when you look at the U.S. chart, you know, the last few years, we we went through a, what we call a Saturn return. Um and Saturn return in everyone's charts, anyone who knows anything about astrology knows that when Saturn makes a return, it only does this once every 28 years in, 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 a, in a natal chart, in a human chart. And um, that period of time is a time where we have to take a look at what have we, um, what have we done that we maybe were not disciplined in doing or what have we done that we're so disciplined in doing that we need to break that up mm-hmm. it's all about again saturn rules structure and discipline and it also rules the father so it can also in a natal chart be about your dad or or the male energies in your life or the older people in your life and uh and it's it will ask a variety of questions so in the u.s chart over the last several years we had the Saturn return and now Saturn has moved into the second house of the U.S. chart and uh, the second house is the house of our money but it's also the house of our values and Saturn in this house this is a house with Sagittarius on the cusp in the U.S. chart Sagittarius is about having international values having the ability to to embrace everybody it's really kind of the statement of uh, our lady liberty who sits there in the bay and uh, it says, you know, we're open to everyone coming into our world. And uh, to put Saturn in this house says, wait a minute, stop that. We're not supposed to do that. Stop it. Hold back. <laughs> it's like Saturn doesn't even know what to do in Sagittarius because Saturn's about the structure that's made out of stone. And Sagittarius is, it, it's fire. It's like, let's breathe. Let's expand. Let's embrace. So, um, yeah, so it's the question be interesting. Yeah, the question Saturn's asking in the second house as it travels through it, uh, it's saying, so America, what are your values? Are you going to have expansive values or are you going to have old values? You going to, uh, what are you going to do? And, of course, while it travels through that house, it says, you know, maybe we should stop the import-exports experience. Maybe we should pull back on how we're spending money. We need to buckle down and save and be careful and be conservative and – um, but it's kind of an interesting statement, which fits your balls in the air perfectly, because even as it's saying it, Sagittarius is none of those things. So, <laughs> well, we've got we've got a caller. So let's let's see. If oh, great. We can, we can uh, shed some light for her. Hi, Noreen. Are you there? Now you can unmute. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Great. 
We're great. Um, what what we're going what we're doing tonight is giving readings. I hope that's what you called in for. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dan and I have a question. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, well, we're happy to hear your question too, Noreen. Um, okay, can I just um, state it? Is that cool, Michelle? Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, you were just discussing the, you know, the ongoing Uranus Pluto square. It's been like crazy um, for a long time. Right yeah. now, my Mercury at 19 degrees Aries, of course, it's kind of in the middle of that, right? Being affected by that. You've um, had Uranus going over it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, conjuncting Uranus, but also kind of squaring it widely too, to, you know, right. Uh, so, um, you know, when I've been trying to research that out, because I mean, you know, don't worry, I'm not going to hog up this show. I know the Keith is on and you guys want to talk, so it's not, you know, but I just wanted to discuss a little bit about like, maybe so the listeners can hear this too, like for myself and for people um, with, you know, a lot of, well, I have three cardinal Aries planets. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of us who have cardinal planets have been hit by this Uranus Pluto square, have been hit or will be hit, right? Depending um, yes. I went through the, when it was um, scoring my son and that was kind of weird, you know, that's over with, but um, now I got Mercury in it. That's, and then the last part will be my Jupiter at hmm. 28 degrees area. So, you know, I'm going, I went from the sun and now Mercury is in the, in the mix and then it'll be Jupiter. So just kind of in that general sense, if you, what do you think of Mercury being in this mix and also Mercury is in my ninth house. So what do you kind of see with this situation? Well, you know, um, having Uranus and on top of your Mercury, well, well, it's also being squared by Pluto. Uh, that's, you know, the statement is you're challenged in the way you think. Are you going to use your old-fashioned thinking? You're going to go break through and go to the next level. You were born with Mercury and Aries, so that's a fast, fast brain. That's a brain that, you know, it's always on the cutting edge. It's always out there. Uh, and doesn't always think things through all the way unless you've got a nice aspect from your Mercury to something that settles it down a little. Uh, Mercury in Aries is, is fast and sometimes speaks faster than it should. So you have to be careful you don't hurt yourself. You, you have a way of sometimes burning other people or burning yourself. Actually, fortunately, I don't have any squares in my natal chart to it. So if oh, anything, wow. I think I'm very low key, not low key, but I'm not a person <laughs> with a sharp tongue. You know, I don't really have a sharp tongue, pretty laid back. So fortunately, I don't, I don't know. Then you, know, you have something kind of, that, no. then you have something that softens it. And that's why we were mm -hmm. going to do your chart so I could actually look at it. Well, but, I, could, I could put in, you want me to put my birth date in? I can. Well, just tell me what it is and I'll put it in there. Um, okay. Um, 326-64, p.m. Los Angeles, California. So your March 26th is what you said? Mm-hmm. 1964? Mm-hmm. And that would be 1.40 p.m. Los Angeles, California. 1.40 p.m. And that's L.A. Mm -hmm. Luckily, uh, however, this Pluto is about to trine or is trining my moon in Venus. Because I have a moon in uh, 21 degrees Virgo, Venus 21 degrees Taurus. So Pluto's coming back into a trine, like a, that'd be a grand trine, actually. Pretty, so that's pretty good, I think. That that <laughs> that that would be a lovely thing. Looking yeah. looking at your chart, I mean, I can see that you you have some 
you, you said you don't have any squares, but you, there are some squares in there. <laughs> Maybe uh, no, no, not. I mean, I meant to say I don't have squares directly to Mercury, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, but, I'm, the math, the asteroid. But you, that, you know, you were born uh, with a, a quincunx action between yeah. your Mercury and your Pluto. And I can tell you right now, that slows you down. That's mm. That causes a bit of stress. You, it's also a quincunx action to your moon. So there's a statement there where your mom probably had a certain influence. Your mom, oh, definitely. <laughs> moon in yeah. Virgo is a, can be a very critical moon. So Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a statement there where you, you find yourself uh, going back and forth. Uh, should I, should I not? And that softens it. That slows you down tremendously. So that's mm-hmm. that's your buffer right there so that you don't burn <laughs> yourself for someone else. And it's yeah. fascinating how we do this. You know, we put things into place to try to mm-hmm. uh, set a perfect, a perfectly balanced chart. I'm going to uh, take a look at it with everything on it. So give me just one more second here. And here we go. So now I can, what I'm looking at just for you, for your knowledge, it's what I call a triwheel. It shows me your progress chart because not only do we work with a natal chart, but we want to see how the planets have progressed. Mm-hmm. And and certainly uh, three, four years ago, your Mercury moved into uh, Taurus. Mm. So that really changed the energy in terms of the way uh, you communicate. But uh, still, having Uranus on top of it, causes you to have to sometimes uh, find yourself suddenly thinking again or suddenly rethinking something Mm -hmm. and having Pluto squaring it. uh, Pluto's coming in from your sixth house. So what I would be most concerned with, uh, I would be watching for when Pluto gets close to a direct square to your Mercury. Even though Mercury doesn't rule your house of health, it it does rule your connections, with your your brain, your your mm-hmm. mind, and your head, Aries rules the head, and and Mercury rules the brain. So when we have Pluto coming through the sixth house, which you want to watch for, is uh, make sure you're you're cautious uh, during yeah. that period in time. I'm glad Michelle you mentioned that, and for any listeners who have similar aspects, this might help them because with myself and with Pluto in the sixth transiting in my sixth house of health, for example, right now, right in work. Mentally, yeah, you're really bringing this in for me. Mentally, I've had to reassess not to get mentally stressed out because that causes my body mm-hmm. to get stressed out. And I have to, I had to reform my lifestyle in the last half decade, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's, see, when you, what's happening in your chart, you're natally, you have that quincunx action between Mercury and your moon, and and a certain amount of Pluto is pulled into that. So that quincunx is anytime you have them in a chart, and for those people who don't understand what the word even means, it's an 150 degree aspect, okay? And opposition is 180 degrees, so where you look to the planet uh, or the sign that's on either side of that opposition, and you've got the quincunx, okay? But quincunx is when they're under hard aspect, especially by difficult planets like Pluto, uh, this is where you can have uh, health issues come to surface. Quincunxes invariably can can actually filter down into the physicality. So you want to pay attention to them and the fact that you're reworking them now. And that's what Pluto and Uranus are actually helping you do. They're trying to say, let's let's take another look. Let's use the brain differently. And Pluto going through the sixth house mm-hmm. actually says, 
okay, what are you doing in the way that you feed yourself? What is your nutrition about? Capricorn rules your sixth house. So, you know, Saturn, natally, you have Saturn zero degrees of Pisces. Saturn in Pisces, eh, it's not it's not the best place for Saturn. Zero degrees <laughs> doesn't you. even... I'm sorry. No, no, no. You know, I like your honesty because, you know, some astrologers will kind of say, oh, it's not bad. But I know there's good and bad aspects to all this. So it's it's okay. I'm glad you're yeah, honest yeah, no, You know, but, it, and you were born with it at zero degrees. But the, the point is, in Pisces, Pisces is a, is a sign of escape. Pisces is, is a very wet sign. And, and Saturn is naturally connected to Earth. So you get mud when you put them together. And that doesn't help you. But it does tell us something. It says that, uh, you know, your health can actually improve with the use of water. It does tell us that. So you, you need to pay attention to, am I drinking enough water? Am I uh, oh, yeah. doing the things for the lymphatic system? Uh, Saturn is I've about... Really, I've been really working on my health in the last few years. Everything, whether it be food or, like you said, liquid intakes. I've been drinking distilled water. Like You know, you are absolutely correct about what I've been doing has really been aligning to what you're saying. That's, that's, see, you're, you're, we naturally do this if we just listen to our guidance. You you don't even have to have an astrologer to tell you this, although, you know, an astrologer can wake you up and point it out and confirm it for you. And uh, if you really are lacking guidance, then an astrologer can kind of get you on track again. But uh, Pluto, once it entered this house, said it's time for us to get working on it. When we have Pluto traveling through a house, we have this experience where uh, for a while we're doing really well and then all of a sudden it just drops off. It's like we fell off a cliff and then we have to pull ourselves up and reassess and then we start going and doing well again. So you'll find that to be the case with health during this period. But the fact that you're using your basics uh, pisces is iron so make sure you get enough iron in the body and remember water is a connection to the lymphatic system and you need to make sure you're doing movement in order to get the lymphatic right. system to work Mich- michelle we have to kind of move on there is another caller waiting here okay oh yes hey, thank you uh one last question just really quickly um uh just one real quick one i thought that my mercury was also natally quincux my neptune in in scorpio I think it is. So I think that might be a yod between the moon. Exactly. You are the, absolutely correct. You the are moon, absolutely Neptune, correct. and Mercury is a yod, isn't it? I just it is, to... which tells yeah. us even more that mm. uh, that Mercury is key in your chart, which we could go into, and I'd have a long diatribe. No, that's okay. Yep, we have another You probably are familiar, and uh, God bless. Take good care <laughs> of yourself. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much for accepting my call, and I'll be listening. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, 804. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, this is Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Um, Michelle, what do you need from Jean? Uh, what is your date of birth, Jean? 3-26-1955. March uh, 26th. The same? You said March 26th, 1965? 1955, yes, ma'am. 55. Okay, yeah. I got that. I didn't quite hear that. Hang on. 55. Okay, and, and do you happen to know the time or? 2.18 in the morning. 2.18 a.m. I love that. I love when people know everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's really helpful to astrologers to have all of that because <laughs> otherwise we don't have the house system and that's very important, the house system. And where were you I'm, born? 
Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Okie dokie. Let's take a quick look. Okay. And are you familiar? I didn't catch your name. Is it did? Jeannie. It's Jean. 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 Yeah. Are you familiar with your chart at all, Jean? Uh, not really. I don't really know a lot about astrology, to be very honest with you. Okay. I got the general idea. I know there's 12 houses. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, there's 12 pieces of pie, and, and they kind of cover your world. Uh, they explain uh, every little area of your life. So let's take a look and see what's going on, if there's anything I see that just sticks out. Um, Uranus has been going through your third house, so we know that, you know, you've been experiencing uh some breakthroughs in the way that you think that's always interesting and you may have had some unexpected conversations coming in unexpected mm-hmm. calls uh that's all that can be fun of course with the square to pluto it could be uh things coming out of the past things that you weren't expecting and things that may have revealed uh something about who you are to yourself uh always very interesting it can be digging up the past and uh and gives you uh, ways to transform who you are and come further gives you a new sense of freedom in the present. Uh, you should be a pretty darn creative person. You have Neptune right at the midheaven. Well, I'm fairly. I can be from time to time. <laughs> well, Neptune can be the dreamer also. So you have it in Libra. So you may find that uh, it's more about uh, dreamy relationships if you were a, a writer. I would say you'd be a person who would write about romance. Uh, yeah, nah, that ain't me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what you would I'm be. I'm just kind of eclectic, I think you might say. Yeah, your Venus is in Aquarius, and it makes a lovely trine to that Neptune. And Aquarius is not into romance. They're just the opposite. They're all about friendships and conversations and coming up with new ideas. And there's a love of things that are very modern. So, uh, but you, you ha- that's a nice combination to have that trine and uh, where it reflects it has to do with ninth house but it also see if i it's it's all about communication you should be a pretty darn good communicator that that's a lot of air activity going on and uh, <laughs> and you should have a very creative mind a uh, very imaginative mind so it's a it's a good quality pluto's been going through your first house and uh Probably about 10 years ago, you may have literally transformed the way you look when it went over your ascendant. And, uh, but it's now just, it's just kind of traveling through the first house, see if it's activating anybody. It's going to activate your, oh, it is, it's activating your progressed Saturn. So there, it's in a very positive way. That's a beautiful sextile. So it may be that you've been gaining information about, it could be about old age, but it could also be about your dad or about ancestors. Uh, that sextile uh, could open up doorways for you to understand more about the how how careers are formed or how your father's career was and uh, information about power and control and, and learning about those things. That stuff may have come in in the recent past. Um, Jupiter is getting close to your midheaven. Uh, this, uh, a year from now, it will go over it. And it's always nice when Jupiter is active like that. It could bring you a doorway, an opportunity of some kind uh, to do something else in terms of career. Career, when we talk about career in astrology, 
the spiritual beings really talk about career as being who you are, not necessarily what you do, although we seem to take those things and manifest something more physical with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Having Scorpio at the midheaven, uh, you can be a person who there's a lot of things Scorpio can do, <laughs> but they they're usually they usually stand in control of whatever it is uh, that they function with. Uh, a lot of the time, Scorpio can be involved in uh, the medical areas of the world, and uh, with Neptune close to the midheaven, you may be someone who has worked something with medical. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any questions you want me to look at? I'm just kind of roving around your chart, which is kind of fun, but you might have something you really like me to look at. Um, I guess um, if you can look at it and see when I have a, um, I guess what, I don't know if astrology can tell, can tell you the kind of things that, like I have, I have two sons that need to kind of be on their own, mm. kind of when I'm free of the... Uh, responsibilities of uh, helping out two older children yeah you know I your progressed moon right now has been sitting in that seventh house so you've probably been having to do be the mom of children more than you should be at this age and uh, you've probably got another 15 months um, a little less than 15 months when it goes into the next sign and, and that may give you that break that may provide the break uh, because uh, it will finally be out of the seventh house but it does go into the eighth so you may be providing resources in a different way instead of being right there but uh, that's probably the the most noticeable change that's happening uh, Saturn right now has been um, causing a quincunx action to your Jupiter and uh, so you've been experiencing some stress with responsibilities and things from the past are there and um, and that's not necessarily easy, but Saturn's going to move on too. It will get out of the way. Um, you have a beautiful sextile between your Jupiter and your Saturn natally and even with Uranus. So, you know, you have been given some uh, great opportunities. You have a good way of working with family and and you are a real gift to them, whether you realize it or not. And even though it may seem like a big responsibility at times, you, you're this wonderful gift. And you might not cool. realize how important you are because they probably don't tell you. But, uh, you know, we, we come you know, in. Some, some days you just feel like a good old fashioned workhorse <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think women more than anything feel like that some days but you know i think give yourself like 14 14 months in a week and and see if it doesn't give you some kind of relief but like i said it does move into your eighth so there'll still be resources you're providing but i don't think you well, that would mean to. money, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's securing Look a home. Look at the barber laugh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. that would be money. That would be mortgages or, uh, yeah, stuff like that. And sometimes it's co-signing loans. But, um, oh, God. <laughs> so you want to be careful, you know, obviously. Yeah. But you do have a beautiful sextile from your progressed son to your your natal son right now is in this beautiful sextile. So well, what exactly? Is- I'm sorry. I, I I mean, it sounds great, and you say it's beautiful. What does that mean? 
Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it, 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 your, your progressed son is in your fifth house right now, and that's the house of children. And to have it there and have it in Gemini, it, it could be two children. It could be uh, two boys or you know, a boy and a girl or whatever, but it's yeah. masculine energy with the sun. But the sextal says there's opportunity there for you, so there's some kind of gift that comes of it anyway. Uh, okay. You're learning about freedom and you're learning about how to uh, – it's a strange statement, but it's how to be the leader, the man, and also still be the woman that you are. Something. Wow, no, you know, no truer, I know, Jean, no truer words have ever been spoken. <laughs> That's why I'm giggling, because it's so true. <laughs> oh, Holy crap. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you, your mother and father were not the best combination, so, you know. You're, you're not kidding. <laughs> you know, your sun is in Aries, your moon is in Taurus. That's a conflict. It's stress and you know, and they're ex- almost exact. It's crazy. They 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 had that magnetism push pull kind of magnetism that doesn't make your um, when you're growing up under that. What happens is the masculine feminine sides of you doesn't don't actually feel comfortable with each other. And so here now you're going through this experience being the father in order to bring this better into balance. And that's kind of oh the experiences we as soul choose. They're not easy. <laughs> yes, I don't understand why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, Uranus is Queen Kunk's your natal Saturn, so that's also really sucky. I mean, that causes a lot of stress in your world, and it's mental stress. It's like I want yes. to break through, and yet, no, I got to do this. Uh, these are my values. I have to do this, and so you're you're pushing back and forth. But Uranus will get out of the way. Give yourself another year and a half, and Uranus. Okay. Will- Year and a half's about right, isn't it, Barbara? Yeah, that's about what we had it figured to. Yeah, you, you yes, did well. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Michelle, we got to move on. We got a couple more here. Thank okay. you, Michelle. Thank you, Barbara. Take good care of yourself. Many blessings. Thank you, to you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. That that was my best friend, and I. You could not have pinned her to the wall better. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It, no, really, it was amazing. Um. Okay, we've got six oh five. I, you're you're on the air. Who is this? This is Michelle. Michelle, hi, Michelle. Uh, all hi. yours, all yours, Michelle. I can, I can hardly hear you. So, uh, what is your date of birth? It's actually today in eighty two. Uh, December. What is today? Nineteenth. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and happy birthday, nineteen eighty two. Thank you. And when we do you know the time you were born? I didn't catch your name, by the way. Yep. Uh, Michelle. Oh, it's Michelle. Okay, it's the same as mine. (laughs) Yep, and I was born at 10.34 p.m. Minnesota. 10.34 p.m. And where were you born? In Marshall, Minnesota. Marshall? Mm Mm-hmm, Minnesota. Minnesota. I love Minnesota. It's cold, but the people are fantastic. I lived in... I lived in Crystal for quite a few years, and uh, I love okay. Minnesota. I don't know where Marshall is. How far away from uh, Minneapolis is that? Um, three hours. North? By Lake Benton. Um, and a little, a little uh, east as well. Yep. Oh, wow. Cold country. Wow. <laughs> well, you got to be one hardy 
person, that's for sure. And you know what? Your chart actually speaks Minnesotan. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. You know, uh, my time in Minnesota, I also taught classes up there at the University in St. Paul. And uh, a lot of people in Minnesota are very introverted. They tend to hold in because it's, I think it has to do with the weather more than anything else. Uh, the way that you're you're raised and your chart is a chart where the majority of everything is at the bottom uh so it tells me that you know you tend to look inside for the answers which there's nothing wrong with that that's very good but uh sometimes you know you probably have to be pushed out a little your progressed moon right now is way up in the ninth house so the internet may be a good way for you to push out and uh you have a chiron your chiron is up there and it's in taurus in the ninth and Chiron is where we're most wounded and where we have to learn uh, to heal ourselves and then we're able to help others heal. And the fact that your moon is moving, right, it will soon be on to Chiron. Uh, Let's see here, it'll be uh, eight months. In eight months' time, a little, uh, yeah, right about eight months. So Chiron in Taurus in the ninth house says that uh, you've had some experience uh, where property it may have been a legal issue regarding property that uh, has hurt you and uh, it hurt your feelings of security something legally happened that hurt your feelings of security but when this moon conjoins that chiron um, you you have to come to an emotional statement about it where you kind of feel you will feel comfortable against your progress chirons at 22 degrees and 22 degrees is a number of mastery so it's indicative to me that whatever this issue is and you should be able to pinpoint that in your brain (laughs) um, whatever it is you are coming to learn how to take control of it and go beyond it do you understand what i'm talking about heck yeah oh yeah okay i needed that clarity because i wasn't sure if it was gonna work and I'm thankful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is a really <laughs> key, key thing in your life right now. And uh, your natal moon is 19 degrees of Aquarius. And <laughs> I love moon and Aquarius, but I'm an Aquarius. So, you know, it's my thing. But um, moon and Aquarius people are people who love everything different. They love the unique, the unusual, the eccentric. And they usually love astrologers. So that's kind of cool. But uh, your moon does square your Chiron. So. This issue may come back to a woman, and it may be a woman from a workplace, and it may also come back to your mom at some other level. Uh, moon in Aquarius doesn't usually give you a mom that's like the super nurturer. Um, a lot of the time, the mom becomes a great friend, and she, she doesn't always catch the nurturing part. So sometimes that can be a, a little difficult, but um, it looks more like your dad may have been more your mom than your mom, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I was raised by my dad. Huh? <laughs> single dad. Yep. I was raised by a single dad. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's why. Yeah, I can see that down there. So. But God so bless. When you said, like, if you don't mind, I'll share a little bit. Like, um, my financial situation, I always have been secure, and then that's not no longer the case. Oh, it's God bless. That's Legal wonderful. No longer the case. So, I have been switching everything in my life, and coming in January. I'm full force. So I loved how you guys started everything out because I'm like, hell yeah, that's exactly what I need. I need this Aries energy and I'm going for it. And so cool. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, you know, you progress Venus. Venus rules your house of making money. 
and you have Jupiter traveling through that house right now, which is a wonderful thing. And Jupiter is continuing to apply a beautiful trine to your progressed Venus. So you've got opportunity opening up for money, no question about it. And uh, so that, that's going to be a very good experience for you. And the fact that Jupiter will go retrograde and then turn around and come back and do it again, uh, this is going to be an interesting year for you, a good year. It should be a good year for you. Um, and, of course, Saturn, Saturn's in Sag right now. And, and actually Saturn and Jupiter in the sky are in a – they're actually moving together, which is actually how they were moving when Christ was born <laughs> so many centuries ago. But uh, they were a conjunction then. They're now in a sextile, so they're 60 degrees apart. But they're speaking to each other is what I'm trying to say. And uh, they're speaking in a very good way. And that is wonderful in your chart because it activates your progressed Venus and uh, it just makes so much more power. It gives you more stability. It makes you more uh, emotionally stable. It gives you a possibility of uh, property. You can get your roots down. You may have already gotten your roots down because – but you're not going to move with Saturn going through the fourth. So uh, there's a lot of good things about this. Okay, so don't move this year. The oh, you're not. I don't think you will move this year. Um, okay. Usually, when Saturn's going through our fourth house, we don't pull up our roots and go anywhere. Yeah, well, you might move nearby, but I mean, you're not going to pick up and go a big distance. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. And I don't know, um, Barbara, if you're able to give like a spiritual side of it, but what I've been through the last like four months has been great, but it's been very, very difficult. And I don't know if you can look into it or whatever, but see, has this been part of it? Was this supposed to be like a karmic thing or a learning thing? Or it's just very strange. <laughs> it it feels to me as though you're you're going through it, it. It definitely is a karmic thing, and it started probably around the November time frame, or maybe October. And and it does feel as though it's going to kind of complete itself as we get into the uh, latter part of of January. I feel that that there is a an element of new beginnings here, of fresh starts, and I, I specifically when I when I look at, at the energy that you've got here is that as of September you had set yourself free, and it, it may have been on a on a higher consciousness level or a conscious level. I, I it just feels as though that's when that's when you let go of the baggage that had been taking that had been holding you back and holding you down and that's when when freedom of spirit became more evident within your reality than ever before uh it does feel as though i, I have to say the work you've done on yourself is monumental and and it feels as though you are at a time and a place where you're drawing to yourself people that that more 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 people that can actually talk your talk with you which is really important. And uh, the, uh, there's a spiritual flavor that, that increases profoundly as you, as you get into the first of the year. And it's almost as though you are getting a download of energy, cosmically speaking, that is going to enable you to tap into and utilize a lot of those gifts that you brought forward in time. And it does feel as though you are putting the pieces of the puzzle together so that you have a better understanding of why you're here and the purpose of this lifetime, you won't get the total answer, but you'll get a feeling and an understanding 
of what the flow of energy is is like that you're supposed to be going with and and there's an element of of trusting your gut more so than ever before as you get into the front as you get into the um, January time frame you won't do as much analyzation it feels as though you're going to have a greater faith in in your own inner guidance system and it's in the January time frame that I see that guidance system kicking in you know, tremendously to a greater degree so that, so that, that you have great, greater confidence in your own choices, your own decisions and the, the master spirit that you carry within. Does that help? Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> that helps optimally, yes. Every word you say and how you say is remarkable and, oh, I'm so glad I called. <laughs> I'm glad you called exactly too. Exactly what I've been doing. Is, I've been finally trusting it because in September I did get the, you know, the naggingness of society about how you're supposed to be perfect off my back. And I was finally, like exactly what you guys said, I was finally able to be okay with my mistakes. Maybe it was oh, a yeah. before you guys actually. That the mis- <laughs> but like to no. be okay with your mistakes and all. Well, you know, they're not mistakes. They're they're challenges and they're right. lessons. Right. And yeah. and you know, if if and it appears that you've had a lot of challenges, and that means that you are, you you have we're on a on a on a spiritual level before you incarnated. You were very ambitious as to the things you wanted to work on. You'll be more careful next time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I think do be I, just, I think I had to come to terms that I was wrong. I was wrong that <laughs> what I had planned for this year just didn't work out, and I had to like be okay with that. <laughs> and well, you now know, I see where it led it, me. It's 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 sort of like you know we in many in many ways and in many cases we we think and that is the most dangerous thing we can do because when we're thinking we only have um, access to this this lifetime and the experiences of this lifetime and it's it's hard to remember that we're a spirit on a human journey and therefore it it it's important that we have these challenges. And if you've had a lot of them and you, you appear to have, then, then it means that you're a very ambitious spirit trying to get, you know, a lot of stuff completed so you can, you get, can get onto the next phase, whatever that is. So. Is that kind of how it is for everybody? Because sometimes it feels like, you know, one step forward, 10 step back, you know, four month period of time. Is that everybody or no? No, I it 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 all depends on on level of consciousness and what you're here to do. And we do write a contract. We do create a map before we incarnate. And some people, you know, I jokingly say we go into the reincarnation office. They give us a checklist. We check off what we want to work on. And you probably had a couple beers or something before you went in, and you thought, "Oh heck, let's just do it all this time." And um, it doesn't it doesn't complete you by any means, but it does mean that you have you have worked a, a lot of stuff out that that possibly other other people are going a little more slowly and more cautiously at. But yeah, I book, feel alone but, a lot. That's what I think about my other problem was. Like, I felt so alone in it. And then, well, um, well it's called really dark, about it. it's called Dark Night of the Soul. And, and when you write the book that you're going to write, um, a lot of your experiences will come into this. And, uh, it's not time yet, but there is a book that's going to be written eventually. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are just great. I really like it when you have guests on. You ride very well with them, and 
yeah, this is super cool, and I do love astrologers, and I haven't listened to you for a while, and I, you popped in my head, and I listened to the people before you, and they were great as well, and um, it's just so funny, because I never talked to Noreen, or I haven't in a long time, and she said happy birthday to me today, so when I heard her on there, too, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> this is the best birthday present ever. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you called. You know, you are an awesome lady. I I look forward to hearing your voice again in one place or another. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks to Revolution Radio for bringing it out in me. (laughs) (laughs) Because they did it. Multiple people helped me. I think in my childhood I brought it out, but I was always told, you know, hey, 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 you're being too wild, you're being too seen, you're being too bright. And so I got to re-allow that again. Yeah, that's a good idea. That makes sense. <laughs> Let that light shine bright and it don't matter who it annoys or whatever. I'm just going to be me. Well, you know that you know that old song, This Little Light of Mine, it does, it does absolutely um, seem to synchronize to your energetic field. You know it, right? It's just a common theme for me. Yes, I don't. I don't know it yet. I'm starting to get to know it. I think. Well, no, the song. Are you familiar oh. with it? Oh, the little light of mine. I do know it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would. I would. I would hum, hum it every now and then because just to remind yourself that it's okay to do that. Because if we don't shine, there's no way to dispel the darkness. Okay. Right. Right. And then when you're <laughs> in the flow, like I've been noticing when I am in the flow, that gets me pretty excited. <laughs> Okay, here I am. Cool. All right. Let's get this going. Yeah, and and that that there's a biblical phrase that that I I remind myself of frequently. It's and this too shall pass. No matter how good it is, it's it's going to change. No matter how bad it is, it's going to change. So that no matter where you are, it's going to change. Thank you. Thank you. And okay. What, 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 oh, okay. Thank you. Yep. Taking you a break. Bye bye. 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 Four two five, hang on, we'll be back to you. And this is Nightlight. And if you like what you're hearing, click over to the support page and make a donation to help us keep this amazing station up and running. Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com is totally listener supported. From the owner to the host to the producers, who we can't live without, to the staff, all are working here because we love the work and are dedicated to putting out quality material for all of you. Be it large or small, every donation is greatly appreciated and helps us all keep on supplying information and material to educate and hopefully enlighten you that isn't found anywhere else. 
Okay, we are back. And um, you're back with us, Michelle? I certainly am right here. (laughs) Okay, we've got another caller here. Um, 425, thank you for holding on. You're on the air. Thank you for taking my call. My name is Judy, and my birth date is 10-30-1955. Well, it's two 1955s in the last hour. Yeah. Okay, what time were you born, Judy? I'm not sure exactly, but I around 5, between 5 and 8 p.m., Okay, we'll just put in, uh, we'll just pick a number and put in 7 p.m. for the heck of it. But I won't put a lot of uh, faith in the in that. Uh... Where were you born? Manhattan, Kansas. Manhattan, Kansas. How unusual. <laughs> My dad was going to K-State. I think that's what happened. Ah. I, I saw a picture of myself as a baby in his graduation robe, so I assume that. Oh, wow. Well. How adorable. Or where I happened, I don't <laughs> He must have been a very proud daddy. Oh, well, sure. let's take a look and see what you've got going on. See if I see anything that just jumps out at me. Uh, you have Saturn going over your north node. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what the north node is, some, some people call them the dragon tail. Uh, the North Node and the South Node are two opposing points, and um, the North Node is about what did this soul decide it would make its major purpose? What did it need to achieve in this lifetime? What did soul say, I will achieve this in this lifetime? And uh, the South Node is uh, about what did we bring? What talents, what karma, good, bad, and otherwise, uh, did we bring with us from past lives? And... Um, your north node is in the seventh house, which is the house of relationships, and uh, it's in Sagittarius. So there's a statement there that says, uh, in this lifetime, I will uh, expand the way I look at relationships. In this lifetime, I will go beyond my neighborhood. I will be more international in the way that I approach connections, relationships, partnerships, may even go beyond in terms of marriage. I may do something in a more spiritual way in terms of marriage or uh, in something different. Um, And to have Saturn going over this at this time is a statement uh, that says that at this point, I am looking to see, have I accomplished this? What else do I need to do to make this um, real? How do I make this hit this mark? Did I do it? Do I need to do something else? And sometimes while Saturn's going through the seventh house, we may carry on uh, some responsibilities that could be weighty. Uh, you do have a Sagittarius cusp of the seventh house, and that usually, uh, we, we have a saying in astrology um, that usually says that when you're in a relationship, you may think the pastures are green or on the other side of the fence <laughs> because Sag always looks uh, another step. It goes beyond where it's at. But um, at any rate, uh, you have to work on relationships while Saturn goes through this house. And at this point in time, it's it has already asked the question. So you've probably already pretty much resolved this. Uh, because it's already at 59 minutes and your natal's at 22 minutes and it already passed your progress. So, But uh, that would be very key and very important for you to be aware of. Uh, let's see what else. 
Jupiter's getting ready to go into your sixth house. It's right now at the very fond, far end of your fifth. This is the house of uh, fun and games, investments. When we have Jupiter going through here, we usually uh, have more fun. Uh, we spend more. We get out more. We connect more. We may even fall in love when Jupiter first comes into this house. Uh, it is about to connect with your Mercury uh, excuse me, it has already connected with your Mercury because your Mercury is 18. So it may have uh, expanded your communication and socializing and you may find yourself uh, having uh, gotten out more than you had in the last so many years. So that's a good thing. And as it goes into the next house, it's going to activate your Neptune. Neptune in your chart rules your house. Well, we don't know actually your houses, huh? And I'm talking your houses. Well, sketch it out. <laughs> Sometimes we accidentally pick the right house. So um, at any rate, connecting with Neptune, it's going to really bring in opportunity for you in terms of relationships. You may connect with someone that uh, can be someone from the past who also has a very I want to say like a dreamy connection, a connection that may be very imaginative and very intuitive and uh, open up some kind of door for you, may actually activate something that you really wish for. So that's coming up and it's not right away because it's 28 degrees, uh, but it's around this time next year. So did you have any key questions you wanted to ask? No, I've never had this aspect done before, and, well, I, yeah, I guess my question is, where do I go next? And I have been asking that along with, why am I here anyway? You know, why are mm. we here? So I've been wondering, where where am I going next? And the relationship issue is correct. I've been uh, moving out of the familial um resentment and hate and shame and all that stuff that I had as a kid. And I'm assuming that God's moving in because that's the only person I've been talking to. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, Jupiter going over Neptune is going to reveal a lot to you when it gets there, which again, it's, it's, it's about a year away, but you'll start to feel it starting probably around August or September of this coming year. And uh, it's going to really, it'll open your mind. Well, it opens your crown chakra, not your mind so much. Mm-hmm. So it expands the way that you will hear and see things. And that's pretty exciting. And it will continue for a while too, because you're progressed as a zero degrees of Scorpio. So, and when it gets actually to the end of that mark, that's going to be a really awesome, awesome period of time for you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to just push this forward and go look at that date because that's that's actually i would mark that on my calendar if it were mine um i i mark all kinds of things to pay attention to and uh i think you know being aware when you you've got key events we we know we know them when we're in them but being aware really is a plus because then you can mark that day as a day i'm not going to work on this day i'm going to take this day for me and uh that's always a a wonderful thing to do and looking back let's see here we have jupiter at two degrees in october of next year so it's going to be just a little bit before that a little bit before october 
Yeah, it's going to be. No, it's in the middle of October. It hits that zero degrees. So we're oh. looking at um, it will start actually applying. Can I can I add something here? Sure. Now I know you've got her chart. I, I well, I laid well, kind of, but I laid out my cards, and surprise, surprise, they lay out not only in the months of the year, but as to the astrological houses as well, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm I'm seeing um, karmic stuff coming up in the um, seven, eight, nine, tenth house. So it feels as though there are karmic situations that are going to be occurring um, within your life. And, and it does feel as though November is a time frame of next year where I see you being able to put the pieces of the puzzle together and, and, and understand uh, the whys and wherefores of a lot of situations that you've had. But I also want to add that you are at a time and a place as um, Michelle mentioned a download of, of cosmic stuff. And, and I totally agree with that. I want to even go beyond that in that you have, you are at a time and a place where you are going beyond the, the traditional dogma of this planet. So Mm -hmm. don't it, it, what I'm seeing is a, a cosmic ascension to a certain degree in how you look at life, how you deal with life, how you cope with life. And, and it does feel to me as though you are beginning to understand how this planet is only it, it is a small part of the spirit's journey. And therefore, the dogma has held you back and down. And it feels like you broke through that glass ceiling, so to speak. And you have a, more, a greater understanding of the cosmic energies that are out there and how they are working um, with your spirit as opposed to just this planet and your personality and your consciousness. Does that make sense? It does, and I can say that has happened somewhat, yes. So when you say, I don't know where to go from here, um, this is not something you think and analyze because that holds you in this physical plane. It holds you in this reality. It cements you to the physicality. And the spirit inside of you has finally broken through all those walls of the physicality. And, and so it's, it's, please don't think, feel. And, 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 and follow the feeling, not the thought. If you analyze, you just, you pull yourself down to such a degree that, that your feet become lead and and you so much is going on in dream state you're 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 not even aware of and it feels like you wake up tired a lot so yeah yeah so, but i also have quite a few physical disabilities and i don't know what to attribute to what but yeah the tired and wanting to go back to sleep yeah well it's more fun on the other side play um it, it, okay. and and your you, journaling would be a good idea that will help you make a connection. You're getting Absolutely. hints and symbols and all sorts of information from higher consciousness here. And it's really important that you pay attention to them. Okay. Uh, you're, you're really starting September the 30th and, and going from there. Uh, it's going to be quite the ride for you. Your insights will just expand and expand. And, and it's deep information because this is all Scorpio. 
you know, this Scorpio energy is going to open up for you. And, and Scorpio is the secrets of the universe. It's what's the power behind it all. So, um, yeah, and physical disabilities happen in many cases when we are so caught up with our everyday life that we aren't giving time for spirit to get in there and work with us as well. So mm-hmm. lots of lots of people have all sorts of little physical things or big that hold them in place so things can sort of integrate and become synchronistic with the consciousness that's there. So don't get frustrated. A whole bunch of great stuff is happening. Well, I, I, I probably wouldn't have spent this time on my inner journey if I hadn't gotten the physical problems. That's, so I, that's, I look yeah. back at it and think, well, there's a reason to sit me down. Now, isn't there? <laughs> that's a good way for me to stop. Yeah. Just stop me. I guess <laughs> when, when I said, uh, wonder where I go from here, I was, I was mostly curious about, am I going to keep staying contemplative and isolated, or am I going to move into a more social situation? I'd rather oh, be oh, social. Or No, you're, you're going to get really weird and enjoy it. <laughs> I'm going to get weird? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, no, seriously. Well, no. That's how my my kids think I'm weird, and I got to start being normal. No, no, no. No, 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 don't be normal. You know, your your progress moon's going to conjoin your natal Jupiter, and and that's a doorway out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, It's not tomorrow, it's 10 months from now, but uh, it's actually nine months from now, a little bit over nine months. But, uh, Enjoy traumatizing the heck out of your kids. <laughs> I Why? Well, well, because because they're they're dull and boring compared to you. I'm not saying they're not good kids. I'm sure they are, but they have not got the vision or the or the sight that you do at this point in time. And and that's so, true. Celebrate your weirdness because that's 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 what makes you special. Okay, looking at it from that perspective, I do have wisdom from, some wisdom from having been healed, and I'm 61, so age always gives us a little something, you know, look up, look back, and understand yeah. why this happened, and why I'd never do that again, or, you know, so yeah, I, I would call that kind of wisdom of the age, and well, having, yeah. Call it, call it whatever you like, I just love traumatizing my son. And <laughs> well, that cracks me up. I, oh, you want to hear funny? I've been in this field for fifty years, doing metaphysical and spiritual and everything. My son and my daughter-in-law are both uh, fundamental Christians. Holy moly! You okay, think God has a sense of humor? Two extremes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. Wow. so well, yeah. yeah, you know, that's it's really important to come to understand the difference between the concept of our God and then the actual physical, metaphysical slash physical being of God. Yeah. And we're talking about the same person. Absolutely. You know, the, the, all of the different factions are, some of them, not all, well, are talking you, you, about the same person, but they're coming at it from a different place in their head. And they're calling it a different name. Yeah, go, exactly. go and explain that to fundamental Christians. No, thank you. I would <laughs> rather live. <laughs> I'd rather go be able to go get my grandkids and play with them. <laughs> okay, well, you do that. 
Um, we we have to move on. We have another caller, but thank okay. you so much for calling. And please, please celebrate Weird. It's the greatest place to be. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do something that's really bizarre for myself for Christmas. I'm going oh, to yeah. celebrate being weird. And you Thank know what you. I do? I'll tell you what I do when I really want to make my son crazy. If we go out to dinner, I eat it backwards. I start sure, with no. dessert. And if you start with dessert, no, listen, you know, you have to be. If you start with dessert and eat it exactly backwards, you have room for another dessert at the other end. Oh, oh my Barbara. Lord. Well, you know what? There's science behind that, though. In Europe, Absolutely. they eat the dessert first, and that stimulates all of the digestive enzymes. The insulin, all the in, uh, everything stimulates and gets a big dump. Then you eat your meal, and then you finish it off with a salad. And the salad cleans afterwards. I won't go too more descriptive. No, no, but, but, but and you have room for another dessert. So, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, enjoy Thanks weird. Much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Barbara, you're amazing. (laughs) Well, it works. Um, Okay, we have 351 on the air, on the line. You're on the air. Hi there. Hi, my name is Conrad, and uh, my birth date is uh, January 4th, 1945. And um, I do a piece on several revolution radio programs called the cosmic weather report ah. and so i've been into metaphysical things since about 1970s and i'm i'm getting what i should be doing is moving out of the town that i'm in with so i'm selling these property and then i'm moving i already bought a place in the country so i'm getting that i need to or that I'm going to have this chance to exercise my creativity to show that I can be this creator and be, um, you know, in a new phase of creating more abundance. So that's kind of my my question. Well, do you know what time you were born, Conrad? Uh, No, I don't. I was so in the now I didn't look. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know where you were born? Yeah, yeah, uh, Los Angeles, California. Okay, well, let's let's just see if we see anything. It's it's always nice to know the time, but that's okay. We'll go with what we've got. That's the way we go. He is here, so he did arrive. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> A little while ago at that. <laughs> well, let's see what's going on. Let's see if any of the movers and shakers are moving you. Yeah, this is not your wheel, that's for sure. Um, let's see here. Uranus, let us see if it's activating anybody. It does activate your uh, nodes, and it has activated your sun, your sun with some roots there. So it's pushing, it's pushing you to take action to achieve what you came for. Uh, you know, your north node is in Cancer, and so uh, this lifetime is about nurturing. It can be about family. It can be about physical property, which is what, something you were talking about, uh, real property. Uh, and uh, the statement with Uranus making a square to that note is indicative that you're challenged to uh, break free of things in order to uh, create that uh, property that uh, allows you to manifest the nurturing that's important for you. So um, it's kind of interesting that you're doing that at this point. Let's see what's going on. 
I, you know, I, I'm seeing a, a real inner restlessness, wanting to make things happen faster than they're supposed to. Mm. Well, I, I see your moon is in Taurus, your progressed moon, and you're right in the middle of it. And when the moon is in Taurus, we have a, a desire for the physical stuff. We desire real stuff. And we desire being comfortable. And uh, so you're going in the right direction for sure. You you were born with uh, your Mars and Sag at 29 degrees. That's what we call a critical degree. It's a statement that says I have to in this lifetime uh, expand my energy to where I don't I don't just put it in one little vessel. I need to go beyond anything. I need to use my energy maybe to teach, maybe to experience uh, uh, in a more diverse environment. Uh, uh, it can be to expand spiritually, to expand the way that I see the universe. And uh, you will teach as a result of all of that. Teaching is kind of part of that such thing. And uh, right now... You have some activation of that coming up, but that 29 degrees says you will achieve that in this lifetime. Your progressed uh, sun is making a square to that, so you're challenging yourself. This is not an easy experience for you. And yeah, you know, Mars and any kind of a fire sign wants to do everything right now, so I don't disagree with that at all, Barbara. Uh, and his progressed Mars is activating his natal Mars. So, and in Aquarius says, I want to do it now. It feeds it, feeds off of it. Let's yeah. I, you know, it, when I'm looking at these, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hopping into the houses of my card spread here, but, mm -hmm. but the, the couple of things really pop out here that are non house. And I want to, I want to just hand them to you. I'm seeing, um, July being a time in which a lot of uh, legal papers are um, are signed. I'm seeing September being a time where um, you you discover uh, you birth a new aspect of yourself. So there's greater strength, greater wisdom, greater all sorts of wonderful um, insight and knowledge coming up here in September and October. I'm seeing um, I'm seeing the only thing that is slowing you down is you. So, so that sometimes you get in your own way by trying to overanalyze things. So, um, and yet, it, it feels here as though as you move into the, the the January time frame, you've got like three new projects that are that are happening here. Um, I, I, the most important thing I have to say to you is that you don't need to move to be creative. You can be creative where you are right now. I have nothing against your moving, and, and it feels like your house is in order, and that's something that you you certainly can do. But it, it, you have to understand that that creativity flows no matter where it is. It flowed in the concentration camps. It, it, it has flowed in 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 every every imaginable horrible place it could possibly be. So if sure, your move sure. I, is, I I am creative in where I'm staying, and I'm not jumping too fast. I'm actually keeping the house and selling the land in town. So that way, when I come back to shop or create here, I still have a place. Okay. And and move and the next move, uh, North Dakota is a place where you don't usually do a whole lot until the snow melts. So <laughs> that gives me an automatic damper. 
I mean, I, I'm not even shoveling snow, snow this year. I just decided the Lord put it here. The Lord will take it away when the time is right. What a great attitude. Um, oh, I, yeah. I, I feel strongly that, um, that, that, that there is a tremendous amount that you have yet to do, that, that there is, you, you are at the beginning of a phase here that is going to be very productive, no matter how you put yourself anywhere you put yourself. But, but it does feel that, that it's important for you to feel rooted and connected to the land in order for all the channels to be open. Yeah, I chant so, and you can do a lot with with the the psyche when you chant. So at mm-hmm. 60, I chanted to forget how old I was. So I figure every year since I've gotten a year younger, and physically that's happening. I'm I'm kind of like physically 50 now, because I'm always moving, and I'm always laughing, and I'm always creating, and I enjoy people. I did that too. When I hit 60, I started to subtract a year, and I'm looking forward to the year that my grandson and I are the same age. Yes, it really <laughs> works. It really works. You know, you are as old as you think you are, and my That's health right. is excellent. You know, I, I take a lot of this guidance I hear to heart to be really good to yourself because if you don't like yourself, you don't have a starting place. So oh, yeah. I take that to heart, and I think that's that's a big part of your 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 attitude towards your age is if you're taking care of yourself or you're just letting yourself go to pot. You know, if you don't take care of yourself, you'll have all these extra problems. Which, yeah. You know, I still I still ride bikes, you know. I'm always out in the yard. Well, when it's not snowing. I'm enjoying being in the house right now. It was 50 below with the wind chill here. Oh, and you could, 10 minutes outside, you could get, get frostbite, so... For three days, it was too cold to go out. Now, all of a sudden, it's warmed up, so I guess it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, a year from now, you've got some really, I mean, you're, what you're activating is, what is my purpose here, and I'm doing it. And a year from now, what's challenging now becomes easy. So that looks ah. really great to me. It's going to be easy. And I mean a year from now, exactly a year from now, it opens up. And right now, your progressed moon has just entered in the last uh, month and three weeks. Uh, it just entered Gemini. So you have a need to communicate, to connect, and to socialize. Uh, of course, with the snow, that's going to be a little hard. So I'd say computers are really a great way to do it when we're snowbound, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Gordon Gianni and Oto's show with my feature and Keith Roberts' roundtable and Max Steele on Wolf Spirit Radio. So. I, you know, when you live way on the middle of nowhere, it's really great to talk to a lot of kindred spirits on the radio. Absolutely. So I invite everybody to call into any of these roundtable shows and, uh, you know, get on and talk to people. A lot of people, a lot of people in your little town don't have a. I mean, you have to filter what you say. <laughs> you can't, you know. <laughs> it's like you you were talking about your your kids thinking you're weird and um, I I think you can be a much better Christian when you, you're spiritual because you, you, you're seeing it from the next above wider level so what's, I love to talk to Christians I go to the Christian I go to both Catholic churches and the Christian church just because that's oh, yeah. the only churches there and I'm Lutheran I love it well I love singing and so any church that has a whole bunch of singing I'm there 
Oh, yeah. I used to live next to a Southern Baptist church, and I used to go there. Uh, and my girlfriend at the time and I, myself were the only white people in the church, and they would push us right up to the front because they just thought it was so keen that we came. And and, and the, the voices, the singing was unbelievable. I mean, yeah, you could hear it down the block anyway, so I figured we might as well just attend. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And the cool thing is um, I'm tone deaf, so... Um, I love singing. You know, it, it's, it does say in the Bible, you make a grateful noise unto the Lord. It doesn't say music. It says noise. <laughs> so That's right. <laughs> Plus, they can't really hear your voice when there's 50 other people singing at the top of their lungs. They'll exactly. never know you're the squeaker. <laughs> oh, no, I don't squeak. I go right off tune. So, but we got to move on here. But, but thank you so much for calling. Oh, well, thanks a lot for the reading. It was fabulous. You have a great night, Conrad. You're a very charming soul. <laughs> oh, well, tell that to all the ladies for me, will you? I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good okay. night. Good night. Good night. Okay. Yeah, great people here on Freedom uh, Slips. Um, okay, so we've got um, 909 up next. Hi, are you on the air? I'm here. Can you hear me? I just unmuted myself. Well, thank you so much for being muted. And yes, we can hear you fine. Can we have your name? Sure. My name's Suzanne. And you need my birthday now? Yeah. <laughs> I was nice to hear you ladies on the air, by the way. So I'm enjoying listening to your program. Thank um, you so welcome. much. You're so welcome. So my birthday was yesterday. I was born December 18. 1961, uh, 1.41 p.m. Oh, wow, I love it. She knows the time. I don't feel so helpless. 1.51 p.m., <laughs> did you say? Oh, one, I might have said 1.51, but it's 1.41, 1.41 p.m. Okay, and where was it? Where were you born? San Pedro, California. San Pedro. Okie dokie. Looks good. Let's take a look. Well, this is my first reading, so how fun is that? That oh. is really fun. It's awesome. Wow, your first one, huh? Let's see Very here. Very virgin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you have Pluto getting close to your midheaven. It's not there yet, but boy... Um, that you know, when Pluto goes through, goes over the midheaven. Whatever it is we do for a career, we tend to transform. We transform that career into something else. Uh, it's kind of like light my fire, um, uh, dig out the old stuff, get rid of the old way of doing things, and I'm going to transform that. And it's an empowerment. You empower yourself. So I don't, I don't know that it's actually hit you yet, but uh, it's not terribly far. Let's go forward in time. I'm going to say next year it should be uh, getting a cl a close enough that it starts to activate. And uh, sometimes people who are spiritual, they'll feel it even a few years ahead. But uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, of course, it went through your ninth house and it may have uh, dug up some old legal issues uh, some years back. But uh, you're past all of that. So that's good news. You were born also with the sun in the eighth house and Mercury and Mars and Venus all in Sag in the eighth. And uh, that tells me right off the bat that in a past life, 
you were so trustworthy that uh, you took responsibility for other people's resources and you were a good leader. That's a that's quite a statement. Uh, it's not always an easy statement having the sun in the in that house, but it is good because if the tax man cometh, you're going to be fine. And right now Saturn's coming through that house, so sometimes when Saturn visits that house, the tax man does cometh. But uh, you'll come out ahead because the sun always comes out ahead. Um, well, that's good. It, it is good. I, I, I'm always happy when I can tell someone that. <laughs> Can't always do that. Sometimes I have to tell them just the opposite. So. But uh, I tell it like it is. That's for sure. Let's see here. Yeah, we've got uh, Jupiter's been traveling through your sixth house so that may have expanded opportunities in terms of the workplace or in terms of your health or may have even brought uh, health issues to the surface where you could see them and work with them the fact that it uh, just a few months back back in August or so it was activating your natal uh, Jupiter some opportunity definitely opened up for you let's see if I can pin it down may have come out of the past might have been a karmic thing Uh, may have been through the internet or from a long distance could have come through an inheritance of some kind uh the word inheritance can be confused by people they can think it's got to be somebody leaves me something inheritances are also what we get as a result of knowing someone um you know we inherit from our mother or father all kinds of things uh but it doesn't have to be money or property even though that might be what we want can i ask <laughs> when, when did you say that was supposed to happen it should have been, you should have had some doorway there that happened probably, I want to say about August or so. I could be off a little bit, but, you know, I'm just throwing this out of my head. I'm not Michelle, Michelle mm-hmm. can I ask a question? Sure. When, you, yes, when, you, when you say inheritance, could it be a gift or a talent brought forward from a past life as well? So something you left to yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's an inheritance. Yes. Yeah, I just don't want people to confuse it with everybody thinks, you know, it's money or a piece of property. It's not not always the case at all. And uh, when you have the planets are in air signs, it's less likely to be anything that's property. It's more an idea or something that's passed along that could have even been a book, a note, a, a letter something that opened a doorway where you have a new awareness of something and, and it just expands your the way you look at things. It just lifts you up. It's just a great thing. And um, I don't know if you realize what that might have been or if you've got a connection to it. Well, I did. Um, my mom passed away, and I and I did inherit a bit. Um, so it could be that. I mean, yeah, yeah, possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there there may be more coming um, because uh, Jupiter hasn't hit uh, the twenty five degree mark yet, and. Uh, when it hit the 17 degree mark, it might actually bring money because that was Venus. But when it hits Mars or the Sun, it it could bring something else, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's so there there may be more to come, and it may come actually not from your mother. It may uh, be the result of your father in some way, mm-hmm. because that is the Sun, and the Sun is the father usually, usually. So okay, um, so that's that's also in the zone. And uh, but right now, you know, you have this beautiful doorway that's open. So if you want to understand more of uh, karmic experiences, past lives, um, and you you have this doorway that's open for you to know that. And through 
an awareness of that. You have a doorway to achieve something that you really want to achieve. Uh, you have wishes and dreams that are very active. Your south node, 20 degrees Aquarius, it tells me that you you come in from past lives where you have had a desire to connect people, to connect uh, the, the statement is to connect, and it could be an international connection you're trying to make on the inner worlds and uh, that you would like to manifest to the outer. You have a wonderful ability. Not only did you come in with this from a past life where you you are a responsible person. I mean, if I had to pick somebody to to trust with my resources, I'd pick you in a heartbeat uh, by this chart. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, but you also have this wonderful doorway active with Jupiter in this position that says there's an opportunity for me to lead now, to do something maybe internationally or or it could be locally. It could be across state lines, which to spirit can be international to, because spirit sees states as independent units. But uh, you, you could find yourself being the head of some organization that uh, does goodwill. Uh, that connects people and does something it's a statement of brotherhood so and it may be just through communication of some kind but it's a beautiful statement here and you have all the talent to do it Uh, you don't have to go anywhere to get anything Uh, if you think you need credentials you're wrong Uh, I know you have that 22 Capricorn at the midheaven and and that usually says oh I've got to have a little credential here and you already mastered it you don't need those credentials but the fact that Pluto is moving towards that uh, uh, midheaven tells me you will transform the kind of career. And like I said earlier, career is how spirit, you as spirit, see what your purpose is here. It's not just what you do for money. Career is much more than that. Uh, people mm-hmm. limit themselves by thinking their career is what they do for money. That's not true. We're, we're mm-hmm. much greater than that, all of us. Hmm. Well, very interesting. <laughs> Thank you so much for your... For your words, I'm just, you know, absorbing it, and we'll see what goes on, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, you, your, your, your progressed moon right now is challenging you a bit, so I don't know that you're going to quite, quite hear it yet. But in uh, four months and a week, uh, your progressed moon will move into the next side, and the doorway will really start to charge open. And when it gets to, let's see, it's uh, going to be 19, uh, 20 months in a week, 20 months in a week, and the doorway will be wide open. In 20 months and one week. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll write that down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, do. Figure out what da- that that date is I don't know you know yeah I I don't want to be too analytical because I do have a tendency to be um, I don't know if I'm more left-brained or right-brained but I do have a tendency to overthink things I think and to you know um I'm very independent I don't work for someone else I'm self-employed have this yeah you you that's appropriate for you. You are independent. Your Mercury is in Sag. You're an honest person. I love it. I mean, you're just, you're, you've earned everything you've got. And God bless you. You're, you're going to do some good things um, for the rest of us. Your North Node tells us, you know, your purpose in this life. And 
it's in the house of children. It is in the sign of children. Uh, would not surprise me if you didn't do something with children, um, but that's the house, and you have it in the most playful of signs and the most successful in leadership of signs. It's it's in Leo, so uh, it says that I have the ability to teach to uh, work with children in some way or invest in children in some way uh, to invest in their ability to play, to learn their creative side to, and through that uh, creative side to teach them leadership. It's about leadership. So it's a beautiful well, statement. Very cool. Very cool. It's all very encouraging to hear. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for calling. We're going to try to squeeze one more person in tonight. Thank you. You take so care. Much. So you nice too, to talk Christmas. to you. You too. Have a happy new year. Merry Christmas. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a shot at getting the last person in here. Six oh five. You're on the air. Who is this? Hi, this is Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Um, So my birthday is four nineteen eighty seven. Nineteen eighty seven. April 19th, 1987? Yep. And the time of birth, do you know? Yep, 8.05 a.m. 8.05 a.m. And where were you born? Um, Robbinsdale, Minnesota. Robbinsdale, Minnesota. I know where that is. I've been there. Let's see here. Let's go to a triwheel. You're born the same day, not the same year by any means. This is my husband. Oh, yeah. So I know know right (laughs) off the bat that your son and my son just work really nicely together. (laughs) Great. So um, pretty cool. Well, let's take a look and see what's going on. You have uh, Uranus active in your uh, 12th house. It's going to bring up stuff. It's going to make you want to break free of the past. And you have to be careful with it. Uh, I know Minnesotans are not. uh, There's a whole energy to having been born in Minnesota that keeps you from running out and doing things sometimes. So, But Uranus may push you sometimes (laughs) in this house. It can uh, cause you to sometimes sabotage yourself. You were born with the sun in this house, and what you have to be careful of uh, is when when we're born with the sun, we don't feel like we're seen. We don't feel like we're visible. We don't. We 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 seem to be in the background, and so you have to kind of make yourself get out there. And being Aries, you have a need to be seen, so you have to kind of work at that a little bit. Um, but you know you. It's it's it has to do with past life and a past life connection actually to your father. So um, let's take a look and see where that goes to. And it's amazing. It actually goes back to Uranus. So you're having a Uranus repeat here. It's um, coming up. You're going to have Uranus in the sky making an activation to your sun and trining your natal Uranus. So there's opportunity for you to suddenly and unexpectedly start to take action to be seen and to really recognize yourself in ways you hadn't in the past. What you have to watch out for is that you don't try to do things too quickly because then you could sabotage yourself. The 12th house is the house of sabotage. We usually do it in unknown ways as a result of past life karma. We find ourselves stepping on our own toes. 
Uh, so just just to be aware of that, I don't think it's a big problem for you. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you've got going on. Neptune. Neptune is activating the north node. It's interesting. This has been a karmic night. Everybody that I've talked to, it seems their nodes have been activated. Your cool. north node is in the 11th house. It's the house of wishes and dreams. It's conjunct your Mercury. So, And they're both in Aries and and. You've got this 11 degree mark. Your Jupiter and your Mercury are both 11 degrees. And 11 degrees is another master number, just like 22 is a master number. But it's the master number of communication. And to have Mercury there, it says this lifetime, my wish, my dream is to be able to uh, communicate in ways that are new, that bypass the old ways. I want to be able to think out of the box. I want to be able to have cutting edge information. I want to expand beyond where I've been and I want to be able to do, uh, it can be spiritually or internationally or through the media or through internet. There's all kinds of things, but there's a statement of there. I, in this lifetime, I want to achieve this. I want to connect. And, um, there can also be a simpler statement there, too. The North Node can be saying, I just want to explore the possibilities of wishes and dreams. I want to explore what I could do, what I might want to manifest. And so I'd say be playful with it. Aries can be playful. It can be militant, too. But uh, yeah. I would definitely, this is a period in time where having Neptune uh, getting ready to come into this space, it's not there yet by any means, but it, it will be coming into the space. It right now is beginning to activate your Venus. So the opportunity to open up intuitively and to, you have such a compassionate Venus. Uh, you want to allow your creativity to flow. And uh, boy, that's just a pretty, pretty, statement Saturn uh, you were born with Saturn late in the seventh house and Saturn is not easy in this house it it can bring you a lot of responsibilities and relationships and burdensome relationships and uh, but um, and this is a Saturn return for you so we should take a look at that what connection here is it saying Oh, your father. It's kind of weird. It's almost renegade. It doesn't seem to have any real direct connection. It is renegade. It it has no direct connection. Saturn, when you were born, it, it didn't have a real connection to anything. It was independent. And Saturn Sag doesn't really know what to do in Sag. We've discussed that. But mm-hmm. um, being independent says that, you know, there is a desire to um to be able to build a relationship and partnership that that will be stable but also travels it's like i want a traveling stable relationship i want a relationship that uh, goes beyond what my parents were like goes beyond this rooted into the ground relationship where we have to have these old-fashioned um, views of what the man and the woman do. I need something that goes beyond that and a more spiritual approach to relationships yet is stable. And uh, Saturn, of course, doing uh, a return is asking you, have I accomplished that? Have I come closer to where I want to be? So you need to ask yourself that because mm-hmm. Saturn is asking you that. And uh, And since it's renegade, it's really up to you 
However, your progressed moon is very helpful right now. It is actually activating that Saturn, and it will get closer to activation over the next four months and three weeks. And uh, so your desire to be able to connect uh, opens up this door. What is Jupiter? Is Jupiter helping you? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man, this is very nice. So are you in a relationship yet or now? Or did you just connect with somebody recently? No. Do you want to? Because the doorway is open. (laughs) Well, you need to just get out a little. Yes. (laughs) You need to get out. The doorway is open. It's open right now for you. You hit it right on the nose right at the beginning and saying, you know, I want to put myself out there, but yet I have this feeling of being invisible behind the scenes kind of thing, you know. Well, you know, I want you to just bless (laughs) that part. It's the past. Yes, it's in your chart, but your progressed sun right now is in what we call a high leg to the ascendant. So you are going to be seen. It's there. It's activating the ascendant. So it's your time. Go through this doorway. Get out there. This yeah, is a wait, great I, doorway. I, I want to. I, I have to say that the cards that I threw, the, the the central feature, the thing that is that is going to be influencing every aspect of this next year for her, is the element of commitment. So there is a magical, committed soulmate relationship that's going to hit you in the face. Yeah, Not literally, you. but but it's it's going. Yeah. Um, it, I think what what I see you have coming is is what I would call a cosmically ordained relationship. And you know something, I agree with I re, I agree totally with Michelle that you should get out there. But even if you decide to hide in the closet, um, whoever whoever <laughs> whoever whoever comes to the door and delivers a package or something like that, they will find you. So you know I don't see that this is anything you can avoid. So buy new underwear and make sure you always look good when you leave the house. <laughs> well, I'm very excited. That's very inspiring. <laughs> okay, and then I'm going to give you one last piece of advice, okay? Uh, if yeah. you decide to marry, which you may, uh, please wait till Saturn moves out of your seventh house before you marry. Never marry oh. with Saturn in that house, okay? Oh. Okay. Okay, we got to go. Thank you, everybody, so much. Thank you, Michelle. Thank- Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. This is Barbara DeLong, host of Nightlight Radio, inviting you to join me on a cosmic journey, exploring a metaphysical montage of spiritual material, covering everything from the mundane to the magical. UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between, including spiritual readings for those who seek enlightenment. Let Nightlight provide you with equal measure of light, love and laughter, insight, wisdom, and inspiration. Monday nights, 10 to 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Studio B, Revolution Radio, at freedomslips.com. Who are we? Where do we come from? Are you curious about the origins of the human race? 
Join me, Gavin McCall, and a variety of guests on Ancient Humans, where we decipher world events, explore science, 